Welcome to the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast where you learn simple but effective ways to grow your law practice in just one hour a week. That's right. This is not your grandfather's podcast, and we're not talking about your grandfather's marketing. We're talking about 21st century law firm marketing. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. This is Nick Pavlidis. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode because this episode is about a buzzword that's not supposed to be a buzzword. That's a problem with so much attorney marketing is that you get all these marketing terms and they become trendy or not trendy and people use them and they abuse them and they become meaningless and then everyone's marketing gets watered down, unfocused and ineffective or expensive or both ineffective and expensive. So what I want to talk about today is elevator pitches. So many lawyers preach, you need an elevator pitch, you need an elevator pitch, and it comes out boring and effective and almost uncomfortable. In fact, not almost uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable so many times if you have this regular standard, I'm a litigator. Really? Nobody wants to talk to you after that. I mean, no, really. And if they do want to talk to you, do you really want to talk to that person who's getting all excited that you said, oh, I'm a litigator? Yeah, I get it. Maybe if they've just been in a car accident, you're a personal injury lawyer, they will likely have a thing, but they will likely want to engage with you more. But that is such uh uh it's just such a stretch you're just going to bore everybody and stop getting invited to parties if that is what you say you do and people say what do you do it's an icebreaker it comes not just in the elevators right not just in a quick introduction but it comes at parties it comes at everything you don't want to be the boring lady you don't want to be the boring guy in the party where people say oh, what do you do i'm a lawyer no oh, that's nice I mean, how many times have you got, no, that's nice, back in return. Please, please, please stop with the I'm a lawyer junk. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear it. In fact, I'll tell you, this one thing that a lot of people don't talk about with really well done elevator pitches is you can avoid doing all of your relatives' legal work by having, or maybe not relatives because they'll know you're a lawyer, but like the friends of a friend and stuff like that, you could really reduce the amount of legal work that you do by positioning yourself with an elevator pitch like I'm about to teach you. And even sometimes with family members because they can come to you and say, you could just say, that's not what I do. This is what I do. If you say I'm a lawyer, so they're a lawyer, they can handle it. I can't tell you how many people, how many letters I've written. And, and, and not only the letters I've written, I don't mind doing it. I like helping family members out. Obviously, a lot of us do, but there comes a point where it's like, really, your cat's in a tree and, and, and you want me to write a letter to tell the person to trim the tree? Now, that's not a true story, but uh, sometimes it feels that way for some, some uh, friends and family. I'm sure you can relate to something like that. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk you through a simple process to create a number of elevator pitches, not a dozen, but I'm going to, but I'm going to encourage you to have between three and six elevator pitches. And I'm going to give you, it's, it's, there's a little bit of work up front. There's a formula or there's a, yeah, there is a formula and there's a thought process behind it. Unlike most elevator pitches, most elevator pitches is you got to be able to tell someone what you do in 30 seconds or less. This you will be able to at the end of this episode. You will be you will have the process to sit down and do it. So this is what I want to start out at. So lawyers they perfect their elevator pitches and they present them and it's robotic and it's boring and no one wants to hear them. So unlike so called so many so called experts, we don't advise you to tell people who you are. We tell you this is the first principle. 
Don't tell people who you are. I'm a lawyer. I'm a litigator. I'm a this. I'm a that. Tell people what you do and what you do for them. And them is a key word. Uh, it is a key word because I'm going to encourage you to come up with slightly different elevator pitches depending on what it's going to be used for. And that's, is it just used for a quick conversation with someone or is it going to be used for, hey, uh, give me a description that I can use for my website on a guest blog post or something like that or for an interview or something like that. So what it's going to be used for and who you are intending it to connect with. That might not be the person you're saying it to. We'll talk about that later. If you remember the last episode, we talked about the three people you need to grow your law firm into something that you love. That's prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers. When I say that to people, uh, everyone tries to make it into an acronym and it's pig. And they say, yeah, if you, if, you, if you have enough pigs, you'll bring home the bacon. And that just makes me sad on so many levels that uh, it's, it's witty. It's funny, but it's real. It's a dad joke. I get it, but that's okay. So anyhow, so maybe, maybe that will be a tagline for something, but, um, I like, um, I like trying to limit at least my dad jokes to the real, real zingers. So P I G prospects, influencers, gatekeepers. We talked about that. They want three different things from you. And when you're talking with them, I want you to have a different elevator pitch for each one. They're slightly adjusted. We'll talk about that a little thing. So first, you need to have multiple elevator pitches. Second, you're going to draft it just like everything. You're going to hear this theme behind everything I talk about because the real attorney marketing, whether it's social media marketing, networking, uh, elevator pitches, content marketing, all that stuff, email marketing, funnel building, we'll talk about that in other episodes. It's all about where you want to go, not where you have been. You take the pieces of where you have been as your resume, as your connections, as your relationships and things like that. And you say, okay, how can I use the resources I have now and get the resources I need, meet the people I need to build what I'm looking to build in the future? Not how can I get more of what I already have? How Low-hanging fruit's great. I don't want you to kill the golden goose. You keep doing that, but dedicate the other stuff, dedicate the extra time to really goal-oriented marketing. So elevator pitches. You have multiple elevator pitches and they're directional. It's you do not draft them according to what you uh, have. You draft it according to what you want to have, just like everything we do. So when we help lawyers draft elevator pitches, we tell them those two things and it's about the listener. It's not about you. So we help people create elevator pitches that act as the beginning of a conversation, not the end, not the I'm a lawyer. Oh, that's nice. Uh, you know, I know some lawyers. Great. Fantastic. Hey, uh, have you tried the, uh, have you tried the vegetable dip? It, we don't want the conversation to go to vegetable dip. We want the conversation to go to, Hey, I know someone who you should meet. Uh, and that's what we help you do. That's what we're going to do in this episode. So we want it to encourage the prospect, the influencer, or the gatekeeper to ask you follow-up questions about what you do. So this is, so we reverse it. We make the, how do you do it part? We make the, how do you do it part second? So instead of I'm a litigator, you might say we help, uh, we help fortune 500 companies protect their, their, uh, or limit their liability or protect their financial assets. How do you do that? Well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a lawyer in the litigation group. So I, we put a team together and we make sure that they have the proper contracts in place and that they're all abiding by it and everything's organized. So they don't miss a deadline by accident and inadvertently end up 
breaching a contract. So we have this management process. And then if something happens, we come in and we help them defend them. But the benefit of it is when it gets to that point, we've been involved all along that we've helped them avoid these pitfalls that a lot of companies can't avoid or don't avoid, don't pay attention to along the way. And that can be the difference of winning or losing. So what we do is we work with companies to help protect them so they have uh, less of a chance of getting into trouble. And if they get into trouble, generally speaking, they will be better prepared to be able to handle that. That's a different conversation when you talk to people and you don't say it right away. You don't say the whole thing right away. You just say the beginning part and then the rest of it is part of the conversation. Wow, that's fascinating. A lot of lawyers don't do that. Yeah, you know, what we try to do is take an approach. We build a relationship and you know what? It ends up a great thing because we don't send $500,000 bills, but we send a bunch of little bills. Everyone just, so you have these conversations that, you know, people like not getting a, not having a million dollar matter. So they give us a whole bunch of more business and we got our whole team busy. It's really cool about our business. So tell me a little bit about what you do. And we shift the conversation. So it's part of building a conversation. So that way they like you and they're interested in, wow, I never met a lawyer like that. Never, never heard someone talk like that about a lawyer. It's like, oh, I work for a big law firm and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Really, really, really nobody's interested in that. So take some work to identify what the lawyer wants their practice to look like. And I would encourage you to think two years from now in this. So think two years from now, what do you want your practice to do? What pieces of it do you do now? So if you want to shift from real estate law into the into entertainment law, it's a leap, but you can do it. You can do it in so many different ways. We'll talk about how you can do it using books. We could talk about social media positioning and transitioning. And I may have mentioned it in, a, in an earlier episode. One thing I love using as an example is, okay, let's take this weird disconnected real estate to entertainment. What if you just started looking towards the entertainment industry for real estate work? You look to the entertainment industry, you start doing real estate work for entertainment industry, and then as you build your authority, as you build your social content, as you build your connections, as you read, as you study, as you practice, you start saying, hey, you know, let's do some uh, copyright stuff for you, or, you know, let's do some trademark filings, or we bring in a trademark uh, associate or something like that, some sort of small investment on there, you start building towards that, and don't be afraid to be the tortoise as long as it's heading in the right direction. I love, I transferred from a large law firm lawyer into owning a ghostwriting agency, a social media marketing agency slash ghostwriting agency, and a marketing company for lawyers. I transitioned. It took me two and a half years and I went from large law firm to in-house and then in-house on nights and weekends, I built two businesses. When the first one was big enough, I brought it down, left the entire practice of law and it has been certainly a lot of fun. And I, my kids didn't get skinny. And the second one, is what you're what you're listening to now. I'm out there. I am helping people build better law firms. So you can totally do it. And I didn't my my in-house job, I was working 60, 70 hours a week. It's not like I was working part-time. It's just I had was I had my goal in mind when I was the big law firm. I said the big problem with the big law firm for me was that I can't predict my schedule. I need to have a reliable schedule in order to be able to make promises to clients and to work and to see my family and to be able to make appointments and things like that. So what I did was when I left, I went to in-house and I said, these are the things I need. And really, I said three things. I said, I don't care what you pay me. I said, I need to have my email off of my phone. I care. I, I need to have my uh, my weekends to myself unless there's something crazy. And just tell me what hours I work. I, I really don't care what you pay me. And they they said, fine, this is, this is the deal. And we agreed on a deal. And it worked out great because nice and weekends, I built up what you're listening to now. So I took 
I didn't kill the golden goose. I still had the salary while I was doing it, much lower salary, but I had it. My kids didn't get skinny. The kid's not skinny now. And they are, um, and, and it was all directional. It's not, I, I didn't kill the golden goose. I made the goose smaller for sure, but I didn't kill it. So I don't want you to kill everything and then just, and say more, uh, give me more now, or I'm, I'm just going to, you know, like a bandaid right off and go from zero marketing for what's working and towards that. Just start transitioning or towards that which you want to go. Just start transitioning and, and really, how can I take one step towards? It's not about perfection, it's about progress. What's a step that gets me more like what I want six months from now, even if it's not exactly what I want? Because then six months from now, just think, if you started doing that six months ago, let's use the real estate uh, entertainment law example. If you started doing that six months ago, you would have contacts in the entertainment industry now, perhaps who are starting to get to know you and like you and trust you enough to start having you do some real estate work for them. Or maybe you will have already had some real estate work for them. And six months from uh, six months from that uh, from that point, maybe you have more, maybe you have a two or three matters from them or one matter. And then Six months from then, I mean, it's all about making progress. You got the golden goose, you got the salary, you're doing something, it's stressful, whatever. We're not adding hours to your day. What we're doing is saying, what's the junk that, what's the stuff that keeps you, keeps the, you know, keeps the the bills paid? What's the stuff that's unrelated or looking to get you more of that? And then what's the, what can you free up out of that in order to head to a direction you want? Now we want your, we want everything you say, your communications, your elevator pitches, your social content, your other content. We want all that stuff to be heading you towards a better practice, not a perfect practice, a better practice. And and if better, if every day is more towards what you want than the last, you're making progress. So you have the elevator pitches that act the beginning of a conversation, not the end, to encourage the prospect, the influencer, or the gatekeeper to ask you follow-up questions. And it takes some work, and that's fine. But we don't help lawyers create I am an estate planning attorney pitches. We don't encourage our lawyers to create I am an estate planning attorney. But what if you flipped it? What if you were an estate planning lawyer and you wanted to get in the entertainment industry and you said something to the effect of, I help musicians protect and maintain control of their assets and intellectual property so they can control their legacy, their work leaves on the world. That's really long-winded, right? That's sort of first draft type of thing. But what you're doing there is if you're talking to that elevator pitch um, is probably not for a prospect because it has the assets and intellectual property or whatever. But you might say for a prospect, I help musicians protect their assets. How do you do that? Well, we create documents like trusts and this and that so everything can go in there and then blah, 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 whatever. And that's the detail is in the follow-up. And what's cool about the right elevator pitch is if someone just says, oh, that's interesting, uh, then they weren't a prospect or they're not interested perhaps, or you just need a better elevator pitch. Um, It's not the right one. It's not the perfect one, whatever. But if they ask, how do you do that? That means they're somewhat of a warm, let's just say ear, maybe not a lead just yet, but how do you do that? That means they made some sort of emotional connection. You can get a read on them if they're depending on what they ask. So we, I help musicians protect their assets. Oh, how do you do that? Because it could be, if I need a financial advisor, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or it could be, hey, I know some musicians or whatever. So uh, I recommend creating short and long form elevator pitches. Very short, just like I help musicians protect, them, protect their assets or I help musicians uh, monetize their 
their uh, their music and if you're a, a copyright lawyer or whatever i help mu- i help musicians protect their music or protect i help artists protect their art things like that and they say oh how do you do that because you could be anyone and then you're the lawyer but so well not 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 exactly but that's okay so then you have the long form content so the long form content might be two or three sentences that's like a byline of an article nick pavlidis helps lawyers build better practices in less time that is sort of really all I would put I would put for something like that. To connect with Nick, go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com and that's it. So I think less is more with an elevator pitch. And for a long form, really it's just one or two, uh, one or two sentence. You might say something to the effect of, I help musicians protect their assets, or Nick helps musicians protect their assets. Uh, if you were doing it in print, um, Nick helps musicians protect their intellectual property and defend their hard work and blah, 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 whatever. So you might do a, a few things like that. I help musicians avoid common mistakes that many artists don't know about. That way they're able to maximize the value of their assets, protect their intellectual property during their career and leave a legacy through their work. That's sort of a longer form that you might put in a bio or something like that. So short, real, just conversation starters the real big impact you want to make and then long, which is sort of like what you'd see at the end of an article. So depending on what you're doing, say you want to meet an influencer, you got to think what does an influencer want? And if you remember from the last podcast episode, influencers are like writers, journalists, bloggers, podcasters, people who provide content to the people who you want to hire you. So, or you could have an influencer over gatekeepers. Like if there might be a, a podcaster who talks to CPAs and you really want to meet CPAs, then that's great. But so what does that particular influencer need to make their life easier that's relevant to you and your practice? So they need quotes, they need things like that. So you might say something to the effect of uh, the, the, I help musicians avoid common mistakes. What you're doing with that, what, that, that, that phrase, avoid common mistakes, these are content creator phrases. They say, ooh, common mistakes. I could write a blog post about that, or I could do a podcast episode about that. So you have a slight variation using different words of your elevator pitch to be received well and make a connection in the listener to help them do it. Now, I know this sounds really complicated. We help with, uh, this is, this will be a course in the, um, in, in the, um, attorney marketing Institute Academy right now, there's, there's one course up and we're building out others, but, um, connect with me, just go into the free Facebook group at attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash free Facebook group. And we got a couple dozen people in there. We're going to be increasing the engagement and things like that over the next months into 2018. And just practice your pitches. Get on a video and practice it. It's a safe place. Just It's a closed group. No one can see what you're posting in there unless they're in the group. Just open a video and say, hey, Nick, you know, this is my, this is what I do. This is where I want to go. Talk to me or post it in there and we'll, and we'll have some fun together um, in the group. So you, you phrase your elevator pitch and, and I know, like I said, this this sounds like there's some work, but if you do a little bit of work, imagine if you could just trend, like you're in a in a, a party and you can go from, hey, I'm a lawyer, oh, that's nice, to everyone is going to, um, to think differently and the ones who have a connection to what you're saying 
will ask you follow up. So they think differently because they receive what you're what you're saying. So the um, so I help musicians protect their assets. Oh wow, that's interesting because they like music or whatever it is. They they relate to it. They think about what you're saying differently. They think about the person you help, and then they ask you the follow up. So that's how my ghostwriting agency has built itself up to to be the most. Um, Let's just say the 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 biggest project that I have worked on to date is is what the ghostwriting and marketing agency from the content prep and and strategy and distribution perspective, because it's focus driven. It takes a little bit of an investment up front, but then once you got that, you're making those connections, and those connections are valuable. Imagine if you could be introduced to one more person who has a hundred clients or whatever, hundred clients, 10 of whom are ideal for you. How much is one ideal client introduction worth to your practice? All you got to do is invest a little bit of time, energy, think about where you want to go and what they need and how you can help them. So here's the formula. I help blank, do no understand blank so they can blank. You don't even need all three of them. I help musicians protect their assets is just, I help blank musicians do no understand. You kind of do the do part is the protect their assets that protect their assets now so they can you don't necessarily need that but I, many times it will apply i help musicians protect their assets so that they can build their business bigger and not have to work a day job maybe it's something like that i help musicians uh i help musicians monetize their music so they can so they can quit their day job that's a real powerful well how do you do that well we protect their assets and we connect them to Maybe you do more as a lawyer. Maybe you connect them to distribution and stuff like that. So we help them build a record deal. We help them whatever. So do a little bit of of an investment of time and thinking and strategy upfront and focus everything towards that direction. So focus your, your social, your content and everything, everything that's not the golden goose in that direction. Now, the real value of these is that it gets you in the mind of people when they meet a musician after hearing, I help musicians protect their assets or I help musicians quit their day job, then they are going to think, hey, you're a musician. I was just talking to this lady who is a blah, blah, blah. I was talking to this guy, he's a lawyer and and he helps musicians quit their day job. Oh, really? I'd love an introduction. How'd you do that? And you know what? You get into the network. So he puts you in their head in a way that sticks. So to the gatekeepers, they're designed to give them additional touch with their clients. So influencers, you talk a little bit about your, the influencers, they're designed to give them additional content ideas and think of you as a quote, as a guest blogger, as an interview or something like that. For prospects, your, your goal with your elevator pitch is to get them to know how you getting to know you will help them. It doesn't necessarily mean your services, but hey, if I build a relationship with this person, my life has the potential of being better. My business has the potential of being better, that stuff. That's the prospect. The influencers, hey, if I get to know this person, then I can get easier, faster, more better quotes. I can get content. I can connect. I can serve my people. I can get more clicks, whatever it is. I can get more downloads. And the gatekeepers, one great way to connect with gatekeepers is communicate to them that you help the same, you help a group of people in a way. And then they say, oh, wow, that's how you do it. They start asking you the follow-up question. You say, yeah, one thing that I can do is I can host a, an event or we can, uh, I can draft a blog post for you to send in your newsletter and phrase, frame it such that it's like you offering more value to your clients. So you give them ideas of how can I 
build a better, stronger relationship with my clients is show that I'm thinking of them. Well, I can connect them with Nick. So there's a, there's a financial advisor here in Boston. He serves lawyers and I can help his lawyers with social media and stuff like that. So we do a webinar together. That's him saying, Hey, I know you guys are lawyers. Here's my friend, Nick. He's going to help you for an hour and a half or 45 minutes or whatever on a webinar. Ask him anything about social media. Ask him anything about attorney marketing, Q and a AMA, all that stuff. He is here for you. Now, who does that make look good? That makes, that makes the CP, the financial advisor look great. And for me in my world, it gives me an opportunity to showcase what I know and make connections. So it's mutually beneficial. So your, your gatekeepers, when you communicate to them, you, they, you want to get them to be able to think in their head, Hey, I made a great lawyer who understands that their jobs to help you achieve goals, not to get in the way of your goals. You should meet her. Things like that. That's the, that's the impression you want to make on the, on the gatekeepers to have it build towards a mutually beneficial relationship for you and the gatekeeper. So they require a little bit of understanding. They require a little bit of strategy. You got three short ones to open a conversation. You got three long ones and some of them can be very similar. You just make a little tweak. So the, the avoid common mistakes type of things. So it's not rocket science, but it's focused, it's directional, and it is custom for you and where you want to go. I help blank, do no understand blank so they can blank. That's a general formula. Head on over to attorneymarketinginstitute.com, click on the Facebook thing. There's a link on the on the cover page to head to the Facebook group. Connect with me, shoot me an email, nick at attorneymarketinginstitute.com. Or if you wanna talk about how you can make your practice better in 2018, I got some really fun stuff coming up. Just get on my calendar. Go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash calendar. That's a free discovery call. I, I have uh, a few slots open with them. Uh, generally speaking, once I, I generally speaking, I do three a week tops. So once someone books three, then my calendar for that becomes inactive and, and you can go into the next week or something like that. So get on my schedule, make sure you do it. If you want to get started with 2018 really, really well and fast, I can help you uh, brainstorm. I can help you start thinking the strategy and then we can, we can have some fun making the right connections or with helping you make the right connections. So that's it. Get those elevator pitches that you've been using, the stale ones, the I'm a lawyers, the I'm a litigators, the I'm a healthcare lawyer. Get that stuff out of your vocabulary. Shift it towards I help hospitals manage their workforce. I help hospitals, whatever. Get get the help, get the I help, get the listener in mind and the direction you want to go in mind. Focus all of your attention where you're going to go. Forget about the junk. Don't build a resume. Build a book of business. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time.